You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. When Crystal and I got married, as many of you fellas know, the ladies, they've been thinking about the day they get married their whole life. They've been thinking about what they want it to be, where they want it to be at, what, how they want the flowers to look, what they want their dress to look like. And she asked me this question and I didn't know how I should answer it. She said, is there anything you would like at the wedding? I'm like, I feel like this is a trick question, right? And I actually told her, and this is just me. So hear this today. I'm not saying you have to get married this way or you're not married. So don't email me hate mail because I don't want to hear it. Okay. So hear this up front. I told her, I said, I don't care where we do it. I just want to get married in a church. You can have the reception anywhere you want it. As long as we get married, do the ceremony in a church. And she said, okay, because I truly believe that marriage is a holy institution and that when you're committing your life to someone, you're not only committing it to them, you're committing it to them before God. Now, unfortunately, marriage as a holy institution is dying in America. And I truly believe the reason that it's dying in America is because Satan wants to take the family down. Satan knows if he can take the family down, he can take the church down. You know why? Because most every illustration that, Christ, that, that God makes about the church is an allusion to how Christ loves the church. It's an allusion to marriage. So if he can take the marriage down, he can get rid of our understanding of how he truly loves us. Now do me a favor. And if this is you, I'm not picking on you at all, but don't ever come up to me as, as a, as your pastor and say, pastor, marriage is just a piece of paper. If you ever say that to me, I will do everything in my life to not throat punch you in front of everybody. I will be trying so hard and I'll just sit there and go, "Uh uh-huh. Do you want to look at what the Bible says or do you want to, because here's the thing. If marriage was just a piece of paper, then why would God use the illustration of Jesus giving his life for the church as an illustration to what marriage is? I pray that marriage is not just a piece of paper because if it is, then our eternity is at stake. You guys get that? This is not only an institution recognized by man. It is an institution that is recognized by God. Now, I grew up in the church, and preachers growing up always used to say, well, the divorce rate in America is 50%. So me, I'm a natural skeptic, so I looked up if actually divorce rate And when I looked it up, it looked like the divorce rate in America as of 2020 is 39%. So we're doing good. It's going down. But I also think that marriage, people are getting married later in life and people are waiting a whole lot longer to get married. And some people 
are not getting married at all. And so I think that's pulled that statistic down just a little bit. But guys, what I want Hope Church to be defined as, I want it to be defined as a church with strong, healthy, growing marriages. And in order for that to happen, us men have to man up. All right? You ready to man up today? Okay, nobody is. That's great. Good. I have this great introduction. I get all the way to the climax to the point and you're like, that's great, preacher. That's good. It's awesome. All right. Well, I got nothing else there. So grab your Bibles. You can go to Ephesians chapter five. If you don't have your Bible, that's okay. Grab your, grab your smartphone. I got to mess it with me. Grab your smartphone. And you can go to the Hope Church Cleburne app. If you don't have it, go to your app store or Google Play. Type in Hope Church Cleburne and you will find it. And my sermon notes are there and you can follow along. If this is your first time with us, if you haven't filled out the card already, there is a digital card there in my sermon notes that you can fill out as well. If When you fill that out, if you show the confirmation to Ronnie there in the back, he'll give you a gift card and we'll follow up on you, make you feel loved and connected here at the church. So I know what you're thinking. I'm starting in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 and I know the ladies are like all right here we go Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 and you're like what is he talking about just start reading and you'll be like oh here we go don't worry ladies okay I'm on your side today I'm gonna pick on the guys okay you with me so don't don't fret too much so my title for the message today if you're taking notes is what is a husband called to do what are we as husbands, as men, manly men, what are we called to do? Number one, first and foremost, we are called to lead. We are called to lead. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. That's all for today. Let's pray. Uh, <laughs> that's where we want to stop, but that's not all there is, right? <laughs> 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. There's that illustration there again, Grant. He keeps bringing marriage back to the, it's almost like he's trying to tell us something. His body and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Now, before we freak out, I looked up the word submit and I looked up the definition Submit means literally to yield one's own rights to this for the sake of another. So submission literally means to yield one's rights for the sake of another. Now guys, hear me. That doesn't mean get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich, right? That's not what that's saying. It's saying giving up one or one's rights for the sake of another. As husbands, this verse tells us we're called to do three things. Number one, we're called to provide. Number two, we are called to protect. And number three, we are called to honor. We're called to provide, protect, and honor. I'm going to stop right there because over the next two weeks, we're going to walk those out. But first and foremost, we as husbands, we're called to do these things. Now, we're not called to do these things when our wife submits. We're called to do these things regardless. Now, what I tell young people, I tell them, if you want to realize how selfish you are, just get married. Then you'll truly find out how selfish you are. 
And you're like, well, pastor, that's not true. But when you're single, you're not worried about replacing the toilet paper because you don't get mad at yourself if you forget to change the toilet paper. But you know what? If your wife forgets to change the toilet paper, she doesn't respect you. She doesn't love you. I don't even know why she lives in my house, right? Or, or the, tooth, the toothpaste, right? You, where do you squeeze the toothpaste? From the end. If you said anything else, you're wrong, okay? You squeeze it from the end. You get it all nice and curled up. OCD's a real thing. You curl it up, okay? And then somebody comes along and squeezes it from the middle because she doesn't love me or care about my needs, right? That's marriage. And you think it's funny, but it's not. It's real, <laughs> Right? that out about three hours into marriage. You're on your honeymoon and you're like, who are you? Okay. That's what marriage is all about. You drive each other crazy. <laughs> Let's all get married. Let's pray. Uh, but guys, our mission is not to receive submission. Our mission is to earn submission. Our mission is not to receive submission. Our mission is to earn submission. Now, where you're sitting, I know it's easy for you to say, well, pastor, you're the boss of this church. In fact, my kids tell me all the time, well, you're the boss, just fire them. It's like, well, if it were that easy, I'd do it. But here's the thing. I have a group of men and women that I submit to that are the board of this church that could actually, at any point, if they saw fit, fire me. Now, thankfully, they don't want to do my job, so they have not fired me yet. But I have to submit to them. But here's the thing, guys. I take my role as your pastor very seriously. In fact, many people will come to me and they'll say, "What?" A, especially if they haven't been in church a long time, they'll ask me, what am I supposed to call you? Am I supposed to call you pastor? Am I supposed to call you reverend? Am I supposed to call you bishop? I prefer bishop. Uh, but, <laughs> choking. But if they, they say, well, what are you supposed to call? I say, Call me whatever you feel like you need to call me until I earn the right to be your pastor. Because guys, yes, I've gone to school. Yes, I've earned my ordination. Yes, I've earned REV in front of my name. But until I am your pastor in your heart, I don't feel like I've served you well enough. And the same is true in marriage. Until I am leading and loving my wife, I cannot expect her to submit to me. Just like you don't want to submit to an evil dictator, you can't expect your wife to submit to you if you're not worth following. So guys, first and foremost, we are called to lead. Number two, we are called to love. Ephesians chapter 25, ladies, don't worry, your part is over. Ephesians 25, husbands, Paul moves on, loves your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. There it is, Grant. He keeps talking about the church. I don't know. It's not just a piece of paper. 26, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. Now, in the study Bible that I was reading along, it made this note. It said, notably, Paul devotes three times more space to the husbands. Nine verses. 
And to the wife, he has three verses. Now, guys, I'm letting you know right up front, if you get in an argument with your wife, do not go to her and say, grab your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. Wives, submit to your husbands. That's not going to go well for you. I'm just letting you know. Because last week we talked about one verse in the Bible we have for the creation of men. Six verses we have in the Bible for the creation of women. Nine verses are needed for men to understand how to stay alive in marriage. And only three are needed for women. Here's your sign, right? (laughs) And so guys, I want you to understand We are called to love our wives sacrificially. What is sacrificial love? It means love her even when she doesn't deserve it. Love her even when she burns dinner. Love her even when she doesn't replace the toilet paper. Love her even when she squeezes the toothpaste out of the middle of the tooth. You're supposed to love them. But guys, in all seriousness, there's going to be times when we go through our lives that it's not easy to love. There's gonna be times when our world falls apart and it's not easy to love. You know, Crystal and I have been in peaks, we've been in valleys. We've had valleys where Crystal's mom almost died and I was in another country. We had valleys that one of our kids ended up in the NICU. It's not about what I want then, it's about loving and serving my family. And guys, you have to understand that sacrificial love is not, it's not a type of love that we give to someone because they deserve it. Thank God he gave us Jesus even though we didn't deserve it. In the same way, we're supposed to love each other. And and ladies, I don't want you to hear this. You're not immune to this either. We're supposed to love each other sacrificially regardless. Guys, I know I don't always wake up in a good mood. I know this is a big shock to you that I'm not hunky-dory and just easy to get along with every day. I know you're like, I just can't see that, Pastor. It's just not. And Crystal has to love me on days that I'm not fit to be Pastor Todd. Just like there's days I have to love her. But that's what marriage is about. And so men, God is telling you to sacrifice everything for the sake of your family, your wants, your needs, your desires, everything. Young men, single men, until you're ready to do that, don't date anyone because you're not ready to have a woman in your life. I want to say it again this way. If you're not ready to love sacrificially, you are not ready to date. Guys and gals, if you're not ready to give someone your complete love, that it's not about you, then don't date because you're going to have a lot of disappointments. Because thank God that he loved us sacrificially and gave his son to die on the cross for us, even though we don't deserve it. And marriage is the earthly depiction of God's love for us. May we love that way. So as men, we're called to lead, number one. We're called to number two, we're called to love. And number three, we're called to nourish and cherish. 
nourish and cherish. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 28 says in the same way, husbands love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. For one, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it. Guys, we love ourselves. If we get hungry, we feed it. If we need a shower, we take a shower. That's what it's saying. We take care of ourselves. Therefore, man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound. And I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. Right here, God is saying, this is not a piece of paper. This is a mystery that is profound and refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she is, respects her husband. So we spend too much time worrying about how much our, lie, our wives can do for us instead of caring for them. Guys, I have news for you. The sexiest thing you can do is wash the dishes. Thank you, ladies. You're a little bit more responsive than the first service. <laughs> the sexiest thing you can do is fold laundry. The sexiest thing you can do is vacuum, sweep the floor, mop. Can I get a revival up in this place, ladies? Serve your family. I guarantee you, you wash some dishes, you fold some clothes. Things will go well for you in the land of the Lord. Okay? And you're going to become a little bit more sexy to your wife instantly. It's, you don't need no cologne. You don't need to spend $600 on cologne. Just buy a broom. Learn how to use it. In, in my case, they make robot vacuums. My wife loves it. It's great. I just have to walk up and go, bam, bam, and it just sweeps the whole floor. It's amazing. But guys, many people say, many people say marriage is 50-50. Guys, I'm here to tell you, marriage is not 50-50. It is 100-100. And sometimes the other party cannot give a hundred, but you're supposed to give a hundred anyways, because that's what they need. Guys, I'll tell a story. A while back, I was in the Dominican Republic. I was on a mission trip. And, and guys, I'm, I'm first and foremost, like I lead. You can ask anybody. I lead with pastor. If, if I'm in the mission field serving people, I'm like, yes, I'm here. I love mission work, but I got a phone call from my wife. Now she was pregnant at the time and I'm in a third world country and I feel helpless because I'm on the top of a mountain in a third world country and all I can see is jungle and my wife is hysterical. And I'm like, what is wrong? I said, my mom's not go doing good. They put a tube down her throat. I'm afraid she's gonna die. You have to get home. You have to hurry. Guys, that's a helpless feeling. Because I'm in a third world country, not sure if I can get a flight home, and I got to get home because my wife needs me. At that point, it was not about what I was called to do and everything of, I've got to get home to take care of my family. Now, thankfully, I got a flight home. I was able to be there. I got there pretty quickly. And Renee's here today. She didn't die. She's good. Don't worry about it. But Crystal needed me at that time. And it wasn't about 
that I wanted to be in the Dominican Republic. It wasn't about that I had work to do. My family needed me and my family comes first. My family comes before anything. So I dropped everything, took a a flight. I had to leave at four in the morning to get to the airport. But you know what? My family is the most important. And guys, we have to sacrifice everything for our family. If you've got tickets to the NASCAR race that you've always wanted to go to and your family needs you, you know what you need to do? You better skip that NASCAR race. Because guys, sacrificial love is not easy. But guys, what I want you to hear today is this. Men, stop waiting on your wife to baby you. Treat her like a queen because that is what God has called you to do. I guarantee you, if you treat your wife like a queen, she'll treat you like a king. Guaranteed. All right? Holy Spirit elbows, calm down. All right, I'll just feel it in the room. I just feel it in the room. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you guys? And you guys like, man, I'm in the doghouse. When I get home, I got to step it up. No, because ladies, we're going to go home and we're going to sacrificially love our husband and expect them to do amazing things because they heard an amazing sermon, right? Great. I know you're with me. Number one, guys, are you leading well? Are you leading well? Because the number one thing I've learned as a leader, as a pastor is as a leader, you have to lead well, regardless of what's going on. Guys, I've had the opportunity to lead during a global pandemic. I'm just letting you know, there's no class in seminary called how to lead during a global pandemic 101, right? And the one thing I've learned is you have to lead and stand strong, cast vision, Stand in front of the people without fear the entire time. Now, was it easy? No. I came out of a tough season. And I was saying at the first of the year, 2020 is going to be our year. <laughs> Woohoo! Right? Never in my life would I see that we would have had to shut down meeting in person for eight weeks. Never. But you know what? God was faithful. We did it. And I knew that I, as a leader, had to step up. Now, it's hard to step up and lead when no one's here. But I knew you were watching. And guys, in the same way, you have to love your family. Sometimes your wife and your kids aren't going to give you that love and affection that you need. But you lead them anyway. You stand tall. And when men man up and take care of their family, you have strong, healthy, happy families. And you have a strong church. Number two, are you sacrificing everything? Guys, back to what I said. I didn't realize how how much you had to sacrifice as a husband. You know, when you first start dating, you're the apple of her eye. All she wants to do is spend time with you. Then you get married and you start to get on her nerves. Then she gets pregnant. Then you really get on her nerves, right? Then she has a baby and then like you, the bottom of the totem pole, right? 
But you know what? You're still supposed to sacrifice and lead well to your family. Because one day those kids are going to leave. And you will be the apple of her eye again if you led your family well through that time. And I'm believing for that time. It's coming. Thank you, Jesus, right? Number three. Guys, will you stand with men today as men that cherish their wives? Because guys, like I've said, if we have strong, healthy, happy marriages, we have a strong church. And guys, it begins with you. I look to you guys as the leaders. If your marriage needs a little bit, a little bit of help, you go get it. You don't wait for her to do it. You go get it. Because leaders lead. Leaders don't wait for other people to do it. They do it themselves. So be a leader. So guys, I'm excited. I love this Man Up series. We got two more weeks left. So I want you, I want to encourage you. Don't miss it.